0: special episode because
1: we're going to watch each other as we record. Love it. Okay.
0: That do. sounds gross, but I yeah, like you, not, you know what we mean.
2: <laughs> so we Did can see
3: ha- into each other's eyes. We become Zoomers. Everyone- no. <laughs> I hope we get Zoom bombed. Me too. Did that would be excellent podcast. Did everyone have a very holy Easter last weekend? <laughs> um... Ainsley did
0: especially. <laughs> <laughs> so, I as you know from a couple episodes ago was considering buying a nun outfit and uh the time came. Fucking bought that fucker. So, put an Amazon yeah. worker
2: more at risk, got the nun outfit. I did.
0: Got the nun outfit. Well, they just left it on like the doorstep and then I grabbed it. So there really wasn't any risk there. But yeah, so I made a (laughs) I made a Instagram account of me dressed up as a nun just doing fucking nun tomfoolery. So if you want to go give that a follow, it's at absolutely none of it on Instagram. That's what I did with my Easter. Who takes the pictures? Is it Dylan? Yeah, he gets really upset, too. <laughs> Every time that I check to see that he took a picture, right, he starts walking inside. I'm like, no, 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 we're not done yet. We have many more, pose, many more pics At least today. 10.
2: It's so funny because the photos that you have posted so far, you can tell they are from the same shoot. It's just like... Yeah, they're all
0: from the same shoot.
2: Have you received any slack from people who think of it as um, offensive? One... <laughs>
0: One person commented, this is blasphemy on one of them, and then I went to their page, and they were just, like, a random dude, like, my age, who clearly doesn't give a shit, and I was like, oh, okay. But I I did (laughs) get, um... I got a message from this one guy. I think it's probably because I tagged, like, Vatican City in the first post, but it's just this <laughs> random guy, and he, <laughs> he messaged me being like, hello, and I was like, hey, man, like, how are you? And it was just, like, really weird. I have was to read like, it hitting to you. Was on you? No, he said, hello, and then I said, hello, and God bless, and then he said, thank you. I am Sergio, and I was like, I am Sister <laughs> Tabitha <laughs> oh under goodness. his eye, and he said, nice to
2: meet you, Sister Tabitha.
0: I love <laughs> but how you he use doesn't look the fucking like,
2: handmaid's tail under his eye.
0: <laughs> I know, and it's like he doesn't look like he's trying to like make a joke or
3: anything. Like, I think he's serious. I think he's trying to hit on you. I forgot about Catholics. Like, I guess I'm Catholic. So I'll, I'll be offended if you want.
0: So that, I would like that. Like that's my only aim out of this is to get like hate mail from Christians.
1: Yeah, you're like like you're getting like a great respect. <laughs> for, like, <their laughs> I ones. know. Oh like, yeah,
3: looking good in that nun costume. <laughs> <scene."> <laughs> yeah, remember when the most offensive thing you could do was like piss off a Christian?
0: Yeah. That's, that's all just, like, it that's all I was now. wanting now. Like I wanted some like fucking old testament well, it, I feel like
1: drama, Instagram's you
2: know? not
0: the place
1: that they're lurking
0: yeah
2: i feel like out not. of anyone i know you'd be the most stoked of like receiving a death threat you'd be like guess fucking what bitches <laughs> someone wants to this kill is accurate. me this
0: is accurate <laughs> i
1: yeah. had a holy easter because i tried making a uh, cheesecake for the first time and it was very Bless. beautiful yeah
3: that would turn it out
1: it was very beautiful and uh pinterest worthy i would say
0: I don't trust your cooking.
1: I, de- I posted it on Instagram and I received positive feedback. Me and but Sydney how did it, did it, it together. Or was it was tasted it just incredible. It was amazing. It was mini egg. So thing. you and
0: Sydney did it together. There's the yes. t- there's the key there. Maybe I'd eat it then. If you just made it by yourself, though I don't know. I I,
1: I also made Sonya cupcakes for her birthday and they were also really good. They were they were delicious. They were, you can't I fuck up cupcakes like though. It's
0: fucking cake mix poured in a little. What do thing. I have
1: to do to prove to you I made two? <laughs> I want three
3: tiered <laughs> vanilla marble fucking. No, vegan I want pars- like
0: a full a full
1: course homeless dinner. Homeless.
3: I want
0: an appetizer. I want. No, I'm
1: not. I'm a baker now, not a cook.
0: Oh, okay, okay. I want yeah, hmm, I want a ginger molasses cookie with uh cinnamon icing.
3: Realistically, mm-hmm. all recipes are just following instructions. Like if yeah. you can do one, you can do them all.
0: But then there's Brayden who turns the gas of the stove on, but not the flame, and leaves soup quote unquote simmering for four hours. <laughs> when did I do
3: that? Did I do that? <laughs>
0: I don't think More, I've more ever than it. once. <laughs> that sounds like something oh, I was gonna
3: say, that sounds like something someone does once and then it defines you for your, like the rest of your life. So Just I like I I'll be like, now. I did that mm-hmm. one time. I've Fuck
1: never up. simmered a soup for four hours.
0: It was I'm not, not patient, patient hours, enough for that. But it was yeah, but like you think i would an under simmer. Oh, God. Simmer, simmer away. Simmer life away. I'm How was your Easter, Jenna? Uh, Brayden just, just had nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: your arm, too, just over
2: your knee. Like, what's up, okay. Jenna?
0: <laughs> you
1: fucker. I have nothing to
2: report. I had a weird Zoom uh, Easter dinner with my mom and rest of my family. Like, she enforced oh, it. She's like, yeah. Um, besides that. I, I have nothing, again, new to report. I I started practicing, you I started you practicing my your recorder movie? that Ryan
0: bought me. You released your movie over Easter. Oh, right. Yeah. You released a movie? No. God. Yeah, she's famous. It, Cannes Film Festival actually picked it up.
2: Yeah, anyway, no, my friends did this challenge where they assigned you a genre and you had to make a short film. I got sci-fi, so I subjected Ryan to dress up as a space cowboy and it was okay. Turned out okay.
3: <laughs> and I I got working bitch vibes from it. Would you say that was your inspiration? Um, I think so. So did I. Definitely
2: yeah. some of it. I wish I had more uh tools to utilize during the shoot that uh lasted 20 minutes, but
3: it's okay. I guess Ashiniko was his How inspiration. was your Easter?
1: I forgot it was
3: Easter, (laughs) and then I said to Sean, is tomorrow Easter? And he was like, oh, yeah. So um, I talked to my mom on the phone, and his parents came, and we did the backyard hangout thing where you, like, yell at each other from a few meters away. (laughs) Um, But uh, that's it. (laughs) Nice. Dylan's mom got us
0: each a little chocolate bunny.
3: Beautiful.
1: Beautiful. I got (laughs) Easter eggs that I ate in the night because I eat in my sleep. So I didn't even enjoy them.
3: Wait, what? You eat in your sleep?
1: Yeah, I have that like a, night eating thing, sleep eating disorder. Oh no, whatever. I was gonna say
3: pica pica, but that's when you eat weird shit. That's not when you eat. In that's no. when you just want to push like,
1: it in your mouth,
0: isn't it?
3: That's when you like eat cigarette butts and shit
1: like and that. And like grass, dirt, like non edible food. I Let's eat- name all the inedible things. <laughs> like well, there's grass, ones that are like more but uh, <laughs> drywall. I like wake up at like. I'm saying like I wake up in the middle of the night and it's kind of like being in a trance. I know other people that have it too. Like you're somewhat conscious, but like kind of not in control of your actions. I would compare it to being extremely intoxicated, kind of, um, and then in a trance you kind of go and eat. Generally, for me and I think commonly, like high sugar type foods. Um, you should so put, You should be a weirdo, you have very little, like a I have very little control over it
3: because. You're kind of sleepwalking, but kind of not. Can you get Sydney to tie you to your bed with belts like you're possessed?
1: I could, but I prefer not to. Um, but yeah, it really sucks because I eat I eat generally pretty healthy um, during the day. And then at night I consume like copious amounts of shitty food and I don't get to enjoy it. I'm just consuming calories and sugar. It really sucks, actually. That's yeah, that's fuckers. a curse. Um, um, my brother like has it, too, which... Points Which to one? a genetic the tall one or the, <laughs> the tall one? one, the one that I share other, <laughs> unfortunate <laughs> illnesses with. <laughs> yeah. um, that,
3: that makes sense. That's yeah, it's,
1: apparently it's actually like a. I don't remember if it's an eating disorder or a sleep disorder, but it's one of the two.
0: Sounds like a little bit of both. And on yeah. that note, a sleeting disorder.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> this just brought everyone. Down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I let's can't. bring everyone back up. Double, double. Two <laughs> of the top trending tweets in Canada this week.
1: <laughs> double, double. Mmm, coffee.
3: Hashtag National Horny Day. Okay, I saw what this today, and I
2: w- was scrolling down Twitter and all I saw were just a bunch of people like posting anime porn for the most part but is this just like Hentai. Like who's making these days who I don't know I tried to find the origin
3: of National Horny Day what um, is it yeah I, I don't, don't like what is it nobody knows it's very mysterious um so someone just uh, hashtag National Horny Day and everyone <laughs> kind of just jumped on with it um well there is an urban dictionary term for it so you know it's legit um yeah. it says this um National horny days on April 16th. Anyone can ask anyone for any sexual content, in brackets, nudes, and slash or actions. This is a terrible thing to be fucking (laughs) trending. I hate it. Well, yeah. Jenna, I tried to find more information about it, too, but it was just, like, weird pictures of cartoons and stuff. There are so many
2: dumbass days, though. Like, I mean, I know that there are some days, like, national they, like, fighting violence against women and stuff like that. But then, like, a lot of them are also just companies creating marketing campaigns. Um, but I guess maybe this one is sparked by everyone being lonely and, like, horny. Say, and-
3: who do you- There's some guy out there that started this, although I did see an article that said the head of, like, infectious diseases or whatever, Dr. Fauci, <laughs> um, he, he was uh, saying... That he gave his blessing to go on a Tinder date if you want to, if you're willing to take the risk. And people were like, wow, just in time for National Horny Day. <laughs> this um, is all just a disaster.
1: Like, I'm, I'm currently been delving into dating apps and I've been noticing. So Hinge specifically, it, they're all trying to act as though they're really supporting social distancing. Because obviously these apps are created with the opposite intention. So right away, Hinge, like, prompts you to video chat with the person you're talking to, but way too early. It would be like, hey, what's up? And it's like, do you want to video chat this person? And I'm very scared someone is going to say yes to that. Um, But it's interesting to see how how companies are quickly trying to prove that they're with the cause. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I like that. They're like, your safety is our number one priority. Only video chat people. And they're probably like encouraging that sort of like sexting stuff to some degree. Um, yeah, so-, so people, so you don't, we don't get some news report of someone on Tinder when it met someone and spread COVID to an old folks home or something and killed a bunch of people because that's not good marketing for
3: Yeah, I remember when it first broke after like probably a solid week, almost every commercial on TV was like here at Tim Hortons and it shows like a car going by like we have drive through options for you. And then the next one would be like a paint company and it would be like here at the paint company. Like (laughs) we respect social distancing. I was like, shit, like this is their turnover. They had advertising execs like fucking pump these out so quickly. It is. Yeah, they adapt. That's so weird
0: to think about. I don't like it. People are annoyed
1: too with that because there'll be a car commercial talking about how their employees are the best and everyone's working so hard. But people are like, "Why don't you pay us more instead of spending all this money on commercials?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. to like You'd to think? support yeah. us. We um,
0: appreciate you so much. Here's a commercial yeah. in your honor. <laughs> Walmart. Walmart has one like that. It's like we appreciate all of our employees, and it's like it's fucking Walmart. Have you seen Walmart's lately? It's like Black Friday on crack. Like, you do not appreciate your fucking employees.
3: <laughs> like- I always hated that with companies. They'd be like, we're going to do like a big fancy dinner to say thank you. I'm like, honestly, if you just put that like 200 bucks on my paycheck, I would appreciate that so yeah, much more. Yeah. You can't say that. You have to be like, thanks. They're like Christmas party. <laughs> we're all going out for dinner. dinner. <laughs> like, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. the exact number, but the
2: government also spent a copious amount of money on advertising campaigns. I know it's a little different,
3: but at the same time time Mm -hmm. advertising but like to tell people to wash their hands or to be like we care about you yeah
0: no it's like instructional advertising
3: okay that's that's yeah that seems a little
1: more reasonable yeah
3: yeah (laughs) trying to get the message out there um although i did read this i from jezebel about national horny day i haven't been on jezebel in so long i forgot forgot about that that, me too (laughs) and then i was like Mm -hmm. okay i guess i'll i guess i'll (laughs) give her a click for this one for research purposes (laughs) Um, uh, so she was talking about I can't be the only one who's been in, seen an exponential growth of first thirst traps on my timeline in the last month of lockdown. What's trap? Even thirst the most trap? mild-mannered people yeah, I follow have trap? resorted, I think like like women posting pics of like being sexy. Oh, I think yeah. Jade, Jade tried to
0: explain this to me one time and what, I still don't fucking understand it. A thirst like trap just,
1: is posting a picture that's clearly intended to kind of seduce the person looking at it, but you do it kind of subtly I guess but it's not super subtle How It'll is like it subtle of- if
0: it's called a thirst trap <laughs> That like that's, that's
1: that's the point it's a trap it's like you post a picture of yourself looking hot like with the intention of getting a reactions a, like, a it's way. a thirst trap
3: Um so yeah she said even the most mild mannered people I follow have resorted to a fuck it here's my cleavage lads mindset have you noticed this increase it, it's, are you feeling the the thirstiness and the horniness in the air <laughs> Because I have not noticed Uh, such a thing.
1: I've noticed more people exhibiting skills that they would probably otherwise not exhibit (laughs) on social media. Like, for example, a lot of people are singing that aren't good singers and posting videos like that
3: crocheting Um, do you think with the intent to seduce or they're just so bored they want to like show their friends their yeah i think it's just kind of like like, social
1: (laughs) social boundaries are kind of (laughs) coming down like in a way that (laughs) is
0: but it makes you a little weird (laughs) i did the opposite of a thirst trap i literally (laughs) donned a nun outfit
1: But, it, I mean, does it have kind of a similar intention? Like, you want some sort
2: of reaction from the yeah, outside world. you're like, world. please remind yeah, me that yeah, I yeah, yeah. that I am a human. Not um, in a bad way, I'm just saying. I do.
0: I want people to look at them and laugh and be like, yes, this is mm-hmm. what I needed today. So, in, in that way, I would say for sure there's a lot more content,
1: mm-hmm. I would say. There's also a thing with celebrities. I don't follow a ton of celebrities, but I've heard of this, that... They're constantly going live right now. Um, Because I follow this other podcast and they keep posting just like pages and pages of all these celebrities that one time going live. So apparently, in that world, they are really shining.
3: (laughs) Bored, bored, bored. Bored celebs. All right, next one. Hashtag (laughs) (laughs) Bored, 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 bored celebs.
0: (laughs) The triple threat Sonya, they call her.
3: I love to say things three times. <laughs> Hashtag keep the border closed. Ooh, that's rough. Does that Not mean really.
2: forever? Trump no. <laughs> o- Alluded to the fact that he wants the U.S.-Canada border to uh, open to one another in the near future, and everyone is like, "Fuck that."
3: Uh, basically, he said he'd he'd he's he'd be okay, or he alluded to the idea that he would be okay with easing travel restrictions between Canada and the US soon. That's just really fucking
0: dumb to do right now especially since the US does not at all have their shit together in any way Maybe he wants some of the population
2: to flee to us so that our numbers go up so the US doesn't look as horrible
0: (laughs) He's probably just trying to distract people from the fact that it's an utter shit show in the United States right now. It's probably what he's doing. It's a diversion tactic for sure
3: uh, Trump said, Canada is doing well. Our relationship with Canada is very good. We'll talk about that. It will be one of the early borders to be released. So we'll see. I don't like this, man. That,
1: that <laughs> seems like um, kind of a response to him fucking, or not fucking up, rather, him um, with the whole uh, m 3M from coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or M3, as Sonia says, prohibiting them. And um, originally he was really... An asshole about the border closure so it seems like kind of a response to that.
3: Mm, that's they probably point. were Maybe like, "Say to... something nice about yeah, Canada. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Canada doing very well. We'll see. We'll see." Yeah, <laughs> everyone's like, "Oh my god, he wants to open the borders." Yeah, it's like he's just, just saying shit. Pretty hypothetical. hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then, um, but then that gave Ford a chance to say, "Hell no, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon," prompting a flurry of tweets, um, saying hashtag. Oh, my God. I was going to say National Horny Day again. Hashtag <laughs> keep the border closed. That'd
2: be so funny. <laughs> so that's We're the origin today. of
3: this. <laughs> Is there even like a like, concern? Like, are people still trying to travel? Like, do you think if they did open the border that Americans would try to come here? I, I guess they probably, yeah. some probably would. they try to flee, right? Maybe they have like cottages or family here. and
0: If they had somewhere to go, I could see it maybe, but... Otherwise, it's like there's literally no point in anybody coming anywhere right now because everything's fucking closed. Yeah, There'll true. always
1: be people that will do it if you give them the...
3: Yeah, <laughs> there will <laughs> opportunity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you got to take those people into account. Yeah. you're making a policy, <laughs> just like yeah. Yeah. consider the, the stupidest person. <laughs> yeah,
0: You always yeah. have and to account for the stupidest
3: with- person. <laughs> that's yeah. who you're making the laws for, not mm-hmm. the smart people. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so coronavirus is not just killing people; it also might kill the handshake. <laughs> dun dun dun. Yes. It, it reminds me of you know um, how every week there used to be like a clickbait thing that was like millennials are killing the diamond industry, millennials yeah. are killing the like <laughs> laundry detergent industry, and now it's like the, like that with coronavirus. Yeah. Um, Millennials. Basically, it was it, um
1: the to- This topic is about in response to an article in the Star. Um, it seemed like kind of a tongue-in-cheek article, but um, as a result of the coronavirus, uh, they're going to s- they want to stop doing handshakes. I think someone specifically recommended that. Yeah, same
3: same guys I mentioned earlier, Dr. Fauci. He's the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases expert. So all eyes and ears are on him. And he said, I don't think we ever should ever shake hands again, to be honest with you, because obviously with coronavirus, we're all hyper vigilant about how we all touch each other. And he's saying that even in the future, though, it would probably decrease uh, the spread of the flu.
0: That's so funny. He's like, no handshakes, but... Uh- Risky Tinder date, up to
3: you. <laughs> Shake your dicks at each other instead. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, I don't... Oh, what a guy! So, what, a what do guy. you guys think? Would you be willing to let like, go of the handshake? I mean I would yeah. because I don't have a particular I just really don't care about it. Yeah. it. <laughs> so how would- I I'm, I'm
1: pumped about them getting rid of the kissing thing that Europeans do only because I fucking panic <laughs> every time I have to do that. I'm like I'm going to do this wrong. I'm going to kiss someone on the mouth. So that can go for my social awkwardness. But yeah. don't
2: you think
3: that's so sad? Well the thing Not is so, really, nice. so I don't <laughs> I don't
2: have a particular fondness for the handshake either because I've gotten in my mind, I think my mom told me at a young age, she was like, you know, Jenna, you have to have a strong, firm shake. And, you know, that will so give the receiver, uh, th- they'll know that you're asserting yourself and like the strength within you. And then every time I go to shake someone's hand, I think of that. And I think I end up doing it really, really lightly. And sometimes my hand actually gets a little hurt. Um, so you have a <laughs> weak always thought to- it I've always found it kind
0: of like just gross in general, like my entire life. I'm like, I don't want to like meet someone for the first time and like shake their hand. Like I've never really been interested in it because I don't want to fucking touch them. I don't know them like maybe like we'll exchange three sentences and maybe when I'm leaving like an interview or something I'll shake your hand but I hate this whole like it's such a weird like social thing too that your first impression is based off of your fucking hand grip
3: like no well that's human <laughs> ritual for you though like that's what I know, makes I, know I know what it is culture. I just find it fucking weird so what and would you propose like, I like when you meet someone people. you you do like an awkward fucking hey <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not shaking <laughs> someone's
0: <laughs> hand I usually just go like hey that's what I do. I actually don't mind the handshake
1: either. And I think it, it like when I think of it in terms of this way to connect with someone, I think that's kind of nice when I think of it that way that you're actually touching someone and kind of physically connecting before you begin a conversation. Yeah. I think that's nice. It's it's, a, the it's a way to a like
3: establish trust, right? It's like, um yeah. so actually the columnist, Rosie demano said, um, it goes back, thousands and thousands of years they think that it started because people would shake hands so they could see up each other's sleeves and then they would know that they weren't holding weapons (laughs) and then I'd rather
0: go back to curtsying and bowing to each other funny you say that (laughs) that that, I actually I actually (laughs) wouldn't mind
3: that I'm into that um she like it because you're
0: putting your head down as like kind of like a form of like being submissive you know what I mean and being like yes we're both On the same page. She wrote that
3: Americans brought, uh, or the Quakers brought, uh, the handshake to America because they wanted to get rid of the curtsy and the bow, and the handshake was a more democratic way of greeting each other. Rather than you know bowing to someone, you just you're both like on the same level.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah maybe we could do something cool with feet i wouldn't mind something with feet like if you just what like you did mean? like a little a little like a little like if two people's feet are coming like the, yes a toe tap, or just like a like an inside <laughs> of your heel like a kind of situation i think there'd be a-, a lot of
2: room for fault there you know you could hit your ankles i liked in the article uh she said that she was moved by the arab custom of placing one's right hand to the left breast so your heart mm-hmm. and then murmuring "Salam alaikum which is peace be upon Alaykum. you. Yeah, that's Alaykum. serious. I'm going to start Alaykum. greeting people
3: Alaykum. like that. But I, I do not
0: th- fucking like that in any way. If someone tries to touch my fucking beating heart through my chest, let me tell no, you. No, no,
2: you put your own hand on your chest, but the one thing that I do like about the handshake is that also prompts you to look into the person's eyes, and I think that you can like tell a lot with that as well if someone is able to like look directly into your eyes or even
3: like solidifying a deal or whatever like Mm -hmm. you need something some sort of custom or ritual that like has meaning to be able to i can do
2: without the
0: handshake i get what it is but like if we thought of something new i'd be down for like a spicy reinvention of the handshake you know i
1: I do find as like a woman i get a lot less handshakes and Often the man I'm with will get more. I think that generally mm-hmm. seems to be a more masculine custom. Yeah. Um, I agree. Because I found men have been weirded out by me shaking their hands before. Yeah,
0: agreed. They, like, even if you're <laughs> first meeting a guy, like, if they're, like, <laughs> rela- if they're, like, some somebody's, like, if your boyfriend's friend comes over with, like, their wife and it's your first time meeting them, like, you and the wife will hug and then you'll, like, shit, the, the, you don't do anything to the guy. You're, like, oh, hey, and then the girls are, like, oh, my God, hi, and they'll, like, hug and shit, and yeah. it's so weird, and the dudes just shake hands. It's, like, hmm, okay.
3: I'm a handshaker, and everyone always tells me I have a strong handshake, but I'm not trying you to. You
0: do, you do have a strong hand. Shake. What about this? I don't even know if I've ever shaken your hand in that manner before. Probably but I just not because that would be it.
3: weird because we've been friends I since we were 15. It. So if we just shook <laughs> each other's hands one day. Well, have you guys ever had to guys, make when this Guys,
0: when this whole thing is over, our first meeting is going to be a fucking like new introduction yeah. with the new method that we invent. Let's all see. I'm so excited. What about
3: these other forms of greeting? So in New Zealand, the Maori touch noses. Yeah. Nope. Too much. Gross. Next. <laughs> In Tibet, uh, sometimes they stick out their tongues to welcome people. See, I'm fucking here for that. I of love course that. you
2: are. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Why that? As opposed to putting your right hand on your heart.
0: Because it's because just it, it's because like, it makes you. No, it's be- because it makes you look silly, and it's a release. And then you're both like kind of just dumbed down to the same level. It's the same thing that happens in yoga. There's this thing called like the lion's breath or the or the lion's face and you do the same thing you like stick your tongue out and roll your eyes up and just like release you just go and it's just supposed to like get you to like just like kind of make fun of yourself and just release everything immediately so i can totally get the whole tongue thing because it's like oh we're meeting up we're doing something dumb and now we're both like all right we can be cool with each other
3: uh what about the japanese bow? We could appropriate that. I love that one. <laughs> that.
1: I was just thinking about it.
3: And if you if you do a deep bow, then you respect them. And if you do a shit bow, then, you know. Maybe oh, you don't no, care. that's
0: so much pressure. What if you accidentally,
2: oh. What if there's ooh. 20 people in the room and you have to do intense 20 bows in a row? That would be too much. Too
1: much <laughs> what, about, what about the the jock nod? Oh, you like the, I mean? the head? Okay. You just tilt your head up a little bit?
0: Yeah you're like hey what's that i'm into <laughs> that i'm into that as well the jock nod for the win I don't let's think make I'd that a that fucking off. hashtag no jenna you wouldn't yeah. do it for <sighs> us right now i want to see oh! <laughs> it was
3: terrible i don't know can anyone for- describe
2: that for uh, our listeners
3: <laughs> i i said it was a very unnatural head movement <laughs> oh okay <laughs> it was
1: the wrong angle. <laughs> like. You
3: started up a little too high. You got to start down a little low and then you got to. Yeah. Um, no one can see that. Um, well, <clears throat> it's like uh, Steve Coogan said in Alan Partridge Alpha Papa. They say a fist bump is more sanitary, but who's to say you can't get shit on your fist? Hmm? So if we start doing elbow bumps or, or foot foot taps. <laughs>
1: But I, I feel like with the handshake, I've never considered that particularly unsanitary. As far as the ones I use go, that's the more sanitary one. It's more of an issue of then putting your hands in your mouth or like on your face. I mean, you're touching things other people touch all day. Um, As opposed to the like French kiss, not French kiss, like the cheek kiss thing. <laughs> that's That seems like a direct way to get
3: the flu. Yeah, that fucked Italy up, didn't it? That'll show them to be, like, close with one another and Less yeah. Not, yeah. Guess, socially isolated and <laughs> autistic and stuff. Um, but he, he. so, I mean, in terms of, do you think we should make concerted efforts to remove things like this going forward, knowing it could save lives?
2: Because
3: nah. we talk a lot about, like, you have to stay in because obviously, like, if you, you can blah, blah, blah. The, like, everything, every action you take could increase people's risk of dying so I
1: think I don't think that one seems I guess that guy would know more than me but I just don't see that being a super important one to get rid of it just seems another way to to discourage intimacy among humans
2: yeah to alienate us further you know like we're already always walking down the street with our heads down on our phones and not looking at other people
1: so if that's it, just
2: going but to. But like, we're quarantining
3: words. ourselves to, to. Oh, for now, for now, don't shake people's. No, head. no, I yeah, know. I, I mean, just like mean like afterward. Yeah, I just mean in terms of now that we're everyone's sort of, you know, after this is over, are we just gonna go back to not making any? Now that we know the impact that little actions like this could have, like, do, do you think it's appropriate to? To make I don't know. Changes. I think at
1: the cost of like further further preventing intimacy, which we're already losing, I feel like that cost is worse than the chance that someone might get the flu. But I don't know, I don't have the information.
3: <laughs> I know I agree with you, but it's just yeah. like, like, how do you sort of justify it? Because that, that's I think that's why people get all um annoyed with uh people who are too uh gung ho about never shutting up about how they're social distancing. It's like we all do things every day that increase people's risks of, of dying. I mean, even driving a car, right. So, or, or like drinking alcohol or whatever it is. So it's just something that I think is interesting to think about. Like how the last time I went sick to work, like, could I, that have transferred to someone who transferred to someone who transferred to someone who died?
0: <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Oh God. I think we should all just, when we meet someone new, just turn around and then slowly move towards each other until our butts touch.
3: That's fecal to fecal transplant. That's, transplant? That's, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's even worse. Okay, next topic Universal <laughs> yeah, access to CERB. Who knows about this? CERB. Curb. Curb-ter. Curb.
2: Curb your enthusiasm. Um, Pod title. So, Jagmeet Singh said that uh, the liberals needed to open up the CERB benefit to hit a wider range of people who are still ineligible to get it. He said that right now he was receiving a lot of messages from individuals or families who were not eligible. Um, So this was including people who are still earning a small income, students and those who were unemployed before the pandemic began. Um, But then he said that he was in communication with Trudeau true daddy sorry about all of this <laughs> Thank and you. Trudeau, I was gonna be like who
3: the fuck is Trudeau
2: and then Trudeau <laughs> announced two days ago that they are loosening the eligibility criteria for curb Serb uh, to cover seasonal workers without jobs and workers whose hours have been drastically cut but who still have income so people who are making up to one thousand dollars a month can qualify for serb so I think that was pretty reasonable I don't a good move I think yeah so what do you guys think do you think that the criteria should be? even looser than that that if you haven't worked in however long that it isn't particularly related to corona reasons that you should be Mm -hmm. eligible
0: yeah I guess it would just be nice though to have that like a little bit of extra money in your pocket though to like order food and like do stuff that you kind of need to do whereas you wouldn't need to do in a corona setting
1: the only thing that I wouldn't understand about people that haven't made money except um this argument would be excluding students because I know that's kind of a particular situation that warrants them looking into further but if you weren't making money before why do you all of a sudden need money Mm. um so to me it's like if you haven't made money in the last year or two years then why are is it an emergency that you now receive money um whereas I get the student thing because they are used to having summer jobs and those summer jobs are no longer available right now. So I know a lot of students are freaking out because they haven't made that amount of money in the last year, although they would have had the summer job last year. So I'm not sure about that. Um, But I don't really understand why someone who already wasn't making money should now be making money.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think Jagmeet is always just kind of coming up with these really generally sweeping, dreamy ideas to try and gain wide attraction from all types of people uh, but I don't think that they logistically ever make sense. Mm-hmm. They're like pipe dreams.
3: Uh, what are your guys' experiences with all that, all that application stuff? Well, that serb. <laughs> I have news.
2: That today I was officially accepted for EI that I applied for a month Ooh. and a half ago. Yeah, I'm but I already, I already fucked up one of my online reports and I have to clear it and stuff. But yeah. So you had I'm a tough saying.
3: situation because you were on medical leave and then you were looking for work and then coronavirus happened. So then you were like in the regular EI stream and then all of a sudden...
2: Yeah, so I quit voluntarily, um, but my doctor did advise me that I shouldn't return. And we both kind of agreed that that was the best decision. So I applied for EI right before everything got out of control at like mid-March. And then uh, I said that my doctor advised me to quit which required like a doctor's known as a backup, but then there was the surge of like the million applications which made my application, I think, take longer. But yeah, so it wasn't technically corona related, but I it is very difficult to find a job. So that is my experience. So it
3: is and it isn't. What about you, Braden?
1: Um, I also applied for EI um, because I was laid off, but it was due to corona or lack of hours rather. Um, So I applied for EI actually on the first day that this would apply and they automatically transfer you from EI to the CERB. So I'm receiving the same benefit as anyone else, although I have to submit reports the way you would with EI. So basically I'm doing the same thing, but it's through Service Ontario instead of the CRA. What kind of reports Um, do you have to submit? um, It's basically... I think it's once a week or bi weekly. This is what you do on EI in on in a regular circumstance. You basically say that you were capable of working every day. You have to let them know if you made any money that week because that will affect how much money you get. Mm-hmm. So if you did make money that week, you're supposed to report it and then so they know how much to pay oh. you. It's basically just like at this point I'm just going, I didn't work, I'm capable of working, I'd like to work, mm-hmm. give me money kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that's my experience with it, and uh, it was pretty easy for me. I mean, I submitted my report for EI, and they transferred me over, and I got the money right away. Um, so, so far, it's been smooth for me and much how appreciated. Long, how long did it take? Um, I applied for EI, I think, on March 23rd, and I got the CERB in early April. Whenever they started giving the payments, I got it right away. Oh, okay. But from what I've heard from
0: other people who applied for CERB, you get it within a couple of days. Because I have not had the same experience with that in any way. Mm-hmm. I applied on the 9th um, as per the instructions that they give you on the website based on your birthday. So I applied. <laughs> Morty's tail just came under the door. Um, I applied on the 9th and I still haven't got anything. It still says it's under review, which is like kind okay. of okay. So long it's time. like a week
1: ago. Yeah. I know a few people that haven't got it yet, so maybe that's a bit concerning. But it still has only been a week.
0: Yeah, I'm not, like, too concerned about it because the 9th was also a Friday. So, like, Saturday and Sunday, I don't even know if they're still, like, working on Saturday and Sunday. But it's been taking – it's taking a while. And I know that, like – because I tried to make that EI claim in the summer for when I got, like, randomly laid off by my boss and then – They denied my claim because they said that I was a student because you can't get EI when you're a full-time student because choosing to go to school is like choosing to go out of the work scene or whatever. So it's like if they're analyzing it in that way, like I know this is for people who don't qualify for EI, but I just feel like... I think they're, like, reopening my old EI case and just, like, moving it over to CERB, but I don't know if, like, maybe it's going through all these, like, avenues. I don't know.
1: In my understanding of it, they shouldn't be doing that because you're applying for the CRB under the federal government, and EI is the provincial, right? Mm
2: -hmm. But
1: um, I'm not positive, but from what – Oh, is it? Sorry. My understanding of CRB outside of your situation, because that's kind of weird, is that everyone gets approved for it, and there is almost very little. Yeah. Uh, there's very little policing of it, which in turn might cause some issues come next tax season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be a bit of a shit show because basically anyone could have really got it, whether or not they qualify it for mm-hmm. it or not. So I'm assuming they're going to be investigating that at a later date. Mm-hmm. You oh think so? It's gonna be terrible. People. I know a lot of people got double payments too because they went through both EI and CERB and you're supposed to note that. I'm sure so not dumb, everyone. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I can imagine there's going to be like a pretty big... Hullabaloo, if you Chaotic. Will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's
0: not going to be good.
1: But I do think it's cool that they're just kind of, not cool but I mean it, it makes sense for them to not deal with that right yeah, just no, making I it agree. quick there's
0: bigger pro-
3: easy roll it out yeah. I did see a tweet from an American that was like my daughter lives in Canada and applied for the COVID-19 benefit on Tuesday it took two minutes to apply the first payment showed up today two days later this is government working for the people and then another American quote tweeted that and said wow as an American I didn't even know states could do this either conceptually or in real life yeah
1: but I think it's I think it's actually pretty cool to see how quickly that got um, rolled out, suggested, and then enforced. Yeah, rolled out. Um, I've never seen something happen that quickly it was with very that much fast. impact. Yeah, In, um, in times which, of,
3: which is pretty cool. Yeah, in times of crisis, the government is quite functional. <laughs> it turns out, like uh, when yeah. they want to get things done, they can get things done. Um, okay, so the Ontario medical officer announced that they're not keeping race-based stats on testing for the coronavirus. And online, this outraged some people who felt that this was an example of institutionalized racism, um, as in it being like an all-lives-matter type of argument. But um, there's an anti-racist argument for not keeping the stats in the sense that, um like what is it implying Um, and it reifies race as a construct in terms of dividing people and then what is sort of like the analytical payoff of that. Has there been any response from the medical officer or from anyone else in that
0: realm saying why they chose not to keep race-based stats?
3: I think he said something like we are treating everyone equally. Yeah, something like that. I didn't I didn't but, investigate super closely though.
0: Huh. Yeah, I find that like kind of weird that they wouldn't just like merely based on statistics just like to have a very thorough and accurate description of things that happen. So, I don't know. Yeah, I
1: mean, Is I, it, are they are they not collecting them or they're not releasing them? I,
3: it looks like they're not collecting them. It okay. says they don't keep race-based stats on testing. Yeah. Um D- Sorry, what were you? Say? You were gonna say something, Jenna? Doctor Anna
2: Banerjee, she's a pediatric infectious disease specialist, and she was saying that um, a lot of indigenous people um, have had a higher prevalence of cardiovascular disease, diabetes, etc., um, due to mm-hmm. the certain conditions that they've like been brought up in, or like due to like systemic inequalities. Um, yeah, I think, and that they were like significantly overrepresented in the last pandemic to hit the country. Um, And she said, she went on to say, I think it's good to collect that data. H1N1. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, She said, I think it's good to collect that data, but collecting data on how we
3: failed indigenous people is not a very useful
2: thing unless you act on it. So uh, did
3: you read the article that I posted by Adolf Reed? Yes. And his thoughts on it. So he said, Our overall concern is the extent to which particular inequalities that appear statistically as racial disparities are, in fact, embedded in multiple social relations and how the dominant modes of approaching this topic impede the understanding of this larger picture. So every time anything like you could do this for every they did this for the financial crisis or any sort of um, condition, it's always women are more likely to um, black people are more likely to indigenous people are more likely to. You know, same with statistics about um, criminal justice stuff, um, anything medical, anything to do with the workplace, like with the wage gap. Um, The the Onion actually had a parody about this. It was just like an article being like, uh, researchers find black people are 27% more likely to, and Asian Americans are 13% more likely to. (laughs) So I think that the argument is that we're just breaking it down and we're saying things that we all already know. And then the, co- the cost is quite great because there's a push in academia right now to loosen the grip of the idea of race uh, because it just kind of needlessly divides people into these groups. And I used to think that that was kind of like a I don't see color type of argument. Which is stupid, um, but but now I'm sort of starting to get the picture. Like there is no inherent reason to divide people based on these groups, and the problem is that, um, again, we're avoiding sort of the actual structural issues, which are actually causing these problems, which are typically like poverty and things like that, right? Yeah, and like environmental
0: degradation, like resource. Yeah, shit. because when yeah. you're saying
3: like, for example, that Black people are more likely to, or Indigenous people are more likely to whatever like jenna you were saying with diabetes or cardiovascular it's not their blackness it's not their indigeneity really it's the conditions and when we're constantly drawing attention to the identity we're not addressing the conditions so i think that but also to argue
0: like, like percentages in this stuff like in an academia setting researching that sort of thing if you're just drawing say, like the percentage of like black people who contracted some sort of disease, wouldn't that indicate the measure of which you like help or like how large or small a solution needs
3: to be based on how large or small the problem is? Well, I guess just it's, numbers wise. Well, I guess um, like I, I guess it's basically like what do you do with that information? So suppose that black people are more likely to contract coronavirus. What what do you do? with that
2: exactly like what dr
3: anna said
1: i i agree with that too and i think that it would give too much credit to us as a society to take that information responsibly if the result is probably going to be unfortunately, more racism or more prejudice against something, the same way people reacted to Chinese people when this virus came out. Yeah. Um, we can't rely on everyone to take those statistics and interpret them in a meaningful way mm-hmm. um, as, as a public.
2: Yeah, well, and with concerns with reporting race too, it could conter- continue a narrative of like genetic difference and biologic concepts of race, which don't exist and which could further other them and yeah, as we all know that- like racism is like a social concept that leaves people who are non-white as more inferior so
3: as what you were saying i what well, i lost my chain of thought
2: you continue.
3: <laughs> yeah. So in terms of uh, Ainsley, what you were saying about the research and the statistics, it's really interesting. I was, um, I was at a talk like last year, and they were talking about like domestic violence and how they figured out that women are more likely to suffer from it. And it was like the 80s or the 90s that sociologists started calculating these statistics uh like I take it for granted that like of course you're gonna like divide the population up into these different groups and you're gonna calculate everyone's like relative risk for this or that or the prevalence of this or that but in the 80s or 90s I wish I could remember which one it was that's when it like started that's when they started doing that and they were like whoa like look at all these inequalities right Mm -hmm. and so it's interesting because at that time it was when you have groups with poor outcomes uh, it's like you said Brayden racists take that. And they're like, oh, look, poor outcomes in black communities. But of course, the progressive argument is that you well, the, when the conditions are poor, then the outcomes are poor, right? It has nothing to do with the race, it has to do with the conditions. And we know this is true, because white people in poor conditions also have poor outcomes. Um, but now it's like kind of flipped. And now there's this like push to really reify race as if that's gonna help. Um, and, and I'm not suggesting that we, like, suppress information about relative risk of different conditions or anything like that. But I do – I am warming up to the argument that it's not data that really needs to be collected. I think one thing – when you think about it this way, for example, I was thinking about it, Imagine if they were collecting information on whether immigrants are more likely to get coronavirus. And if they were. And, and imagine how that would – what kind of, um, like – what do you call it, ammo that would give to anti immigrant people, right? It's like, what do you do with this information? Like what Adolf says, what is the analytical payoff? Mm-hmm. Um, Brayden, did you say Oprah said something about this?
1: Um, I, yeah, I, I briefly looked at it, it wasn't about that specifically, but Oprah was speaking, um, kind of, uh, <sighs> Fucking blinking on the word, um, imploring people, uh, black people specifically, to to take the me- the precautionary method seriously, etc. It's not that they're not. It's that there's obvious there's um a higher rate of the virus in lower economic communities for the reasons we just discussed, and therefore has disproportionately black people in those communities. So she she specifically was kind of imploring black people, but it it just it just reminded me of this argument. I understand why she could do that as well mm-hmm. um but again I was like is it is it that they need to take it more seriously or that um that's kind of just a result of the conditions people are living in. yeah
3: you, you can't get everyone collectively all at once to quote take it more seriously it's like you you yeah. do what you can and I, with and what I'm, you've and got I'm like
1: vastly oversimplifying that mm-hmm. I mean like she might have just been kind of wanting to speak directly to a certain audience and that's fine yeah um, and, and again, I think it's anywhere with a higher population, there's going to be more people,
2: uh, disobeying rules, et cetera.
3: And
2: mm-hmm. that guy's article, I think at the end, or maybe it was a different one that I read on this, they basically said, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Um, so I mean, mm-hmm. the like positive, as we mentioned of reporting race would be like, perhaps it would open up a wider conversation surrounding the disparities faced by minority communities, just like, uh, pandemics, like this one, have created a wider discourse on labor practices and workers' rights. Uh, So that would potentially be a plus to it. However, as we've already mentioned, it could just lead to more racist behaviors. I
1: think specifically, too, in times like this where there's mass panic, that people are going to look for the simplest unfortunately people are looking for like the simplest solution to blame other people so maybe that's something they can revisit after this is passed to prevent something in the future and come with a more thoughtful analysis of that but to like release information like that now I think is not going to be taken in a thoughtful way by the majority of people yeah I agree and also
3: it just like when you really think about it like what do you do with the information like he, he yeah. said something really weird. You do more here.
0: studies on it and compare <laughs> it to something else. <laughs>
3: um, he says, It reveals the extent to which the logic of a neoliberal politics of race relations, engineering, and its singular normative ideal of group parity, even within a larger system of intensifying inequality, shapes the political imaginations even of those who wish to be seen as progressives. I.e., sorry, here's the important bit, the inequalities that affect most of us as working people are just fine. Maybe even the stuff of feminist or anti-racist success stories um, that is a politics that cannot help us struggle for the egalitarian society we deserve. So basically, it's kind of like, so so what's the deal? If like, suppose there was parity in people losing their jobs because of this between Black, Indigenous, and white people. So then it's okay? Like, do, do you see what I'm saying? Like, the issue mm-hmm. is that is the, the losing of the jobs and the lack of access to resources in and of itself. Like, of course, when one group is suffering pr- disproportionately from that, we can see that's as a result of... Uh, history of oppression, et cetera. But right now, what do we do about that? Knowing that we have to tackle the actual, like we have to look at how capital functions. Capital doesn't particularly care if you're a woman or a man or if you're black or white or indigenous, it functions the same way. So, again, we're just, like, never, ever, ever addressing that because it sounds radical to point out that Indigenous people have it worse, women have it worse, gay people have it worse, and so on. But when you think about, okay, but now what do we do about this? Like, how do I actually use this information? You can't. You have to tackle the material stuff. Yeah, agreed. But so it's just it was just funny seeing people being like, this is institutionalized racism. And it's just, like, it's always people (laughs) who don't know shit, like, talking shit. It's just, like, you don't even know, like like where people are at right now with like tackling this problem, like how this is like a very legitimate like point of discussion of like, should we collect this information? Not, does it actually help? Mm. Does it?
2: Whenever people jump on things like that very quickly on this like bandwagon of calling out these like different practices that are like seeped in systemic racism or whatever, they, I just want them then to provide a solution or like what they Mm would do it's like this is bad it's like okay well how do you make it good oh i fell silent like (laughs) yeah exactly what would be your plan to combat this and get to the actual root of the issue
1: people people's ability to use stuff for ammo against groups that they don't like just knows no bounds and i think that's obvious in this pandemic as well for example i saw a lot of people sharing a story this kind of leads into our next topic too about um a family playing cricket in Brampton um but all the people and being like oh look at this fucking asshole family and uh, like it was all these people posting it that I know have prejudiced views about people of mm. different races right and I was like that's exactly why you're reposting that exact story and it's just crazy what people can use to propel their Be assholes. On,
3: things <laughs> like that speaking of people behaving badly what about <laughs> Not what bad. about politicians behaving badly Everyone I don't I don't care if
0: it's a politician or if you're just like a friggin' homeless person, like
3: everyone there are idiots everywhere. Um do you think Justin Trudeau is an idiot for going to visit his family? He got into a lot of trouble because his wife took a picture, a selfie, of him and the kids, and conservatives were like what the fuck Justin Trudeau like he's breaking quarantine rules and then people were like what are you talking about being in quarantine with your family is normal and then someone else said no because he had to fly to see them and i think that they were like at his cottage or something like that so obviously we're, like we're not supposed to be going up to cottages we're not supposed to be traveling you know if your family Wait, was is like it in another in province Quebec?
0: Was he already in Quebec, or did he have to fly across provincial borders to get to his cottage? It's, his cottage is like 30 kilometers, I think they said, away from Parliament Hill. But was he in Ontario or Quebec beforehand? He lives in Ontario. Yeah, but his cottage is in Quebec. I don't know. So I guess he... That's what I'm asking. Did he cross provincial lines? Because we're not allowed to do that right now. Well,
1: you're not, you're not supposed to be going to cottages at all. You're basically not supposed to leave your primary house, because in doing so, not only could you infect other people, but you're putting additional strain on communities that aren't in place to support you. So you shouldn't be going to a different hospital zone, for example, because they only have the resources to support the people that live in that area.
0: Yeah. I just want to know if he literally took like a private jet over like provincial lines where everyone's being restricted from like seeing their fa- their families and shit. And he just like flies over in his little fucking jet. Like, No, I think that he <laughs> met his
2: family because he had to go back to Parliament Hill because the House had to sit to pass more stuff. So then I think he met his family thereafter.
1: I think he's an idiot for posting the picture
3: for sure (laughs) yeah Yeah, he could have just done it and like (laughs) yeah yeah. like no one would have known I (laughs) I mean like everyone's like he shouldn't be above the law and all that but like it's the prime minister and like he has I don't want to say the hardest job but like he he's in a very specific and particular position yes so I kind of feel like give him a break like he works 24-7 yeah. he was also exposed to COVID
0: s- with his family like that sucks and it's so scary and he just went through all this shit and everyone's like fuck you for seeing them
1: I I hard disagree. Not in that he shouldn't get special treatment, and that like he he has to lead by example, and that literally will cause people, especially the people that are already kind of on the fence or like fuck mm. this social distancing thing. They will use that like we were just saying as ammo. They're like he did it, so I can do it. People do do that. At least he shouldn't
3: be he shouldn't be advertising. Yeah, it. no, that's true. People, I mean, people are using it as ammo, right? His um, wife and then made a boo boo. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that was a uh, huge oversight, but. Then Andrew Scheer did the same thing. He got on a plane with a bunch of, with his kids, I guess, and they were flying somewhere as well. Elizabeth May was talking about it. She said she thought it was weird that he brought his family. Um, So then, I don't know, the conservatives were shitting on Trudeau, but I don't know if they ever got around to... What really
0: is the issue if all of the people that they were seeing and meeting up with have been in isolation for two weeks and they're in government and they're going somewhere specific on a private plane.
1: Because you're not supposed to leave, like what like I was saying before, you're not supposed to put an additional strain on other areas, like including buying from their stores and using their resources. Well, so yeah. this
2: was particularly when they had to go again, go back to the house to pass things. So Elizabeth, it was sp- uh, stopping in three different places. So I picked up one politician, can't remember their name. Then it picked up Elizabeth May and then it was just supposed to be the three politicians, including Andrew Scheer. And then last minute, he was like, oh, my whole family's coming on the plane, too. Because if it That's was just so the three weird. of them, then they like, would have been why? able to uh, have two meters apart. But because his family came on, they weren't able to have that distancing. And Elizabeth May was kind of like, uh, but she she they offered her the chance to say, no, it's not allowed. And she said, yeah, it's fine. And because she wanted to be like compassionate and like because he didn't want his family to have to go through a normal airport. To get there and take multiple flights, mm. that was the situation.
0: So, what was like? Why can't they have like these meetings, these parliamentary meetings and shit through Zoom, like the rest of the goddamn world?
2: Because there's like a whole bunch of protocol behind it all, like secrecy and stuff like that. Well, no, but like there's a general but, like, order to things. What protocol where you have couldn't to be, you do
0: on Zoom that they couldn't have to like, be in adapt there's, to? like
2: there's like a special like staff, for example, that the Speaker of the House sits in front of and no one can pass that staff. Like there's like all Damn. of this like deeply rooted. But like, history. why can't
0: they adapt to the situation like the rest of Is the it world written in like has the charter? Been? I don't know. Because, like, couldn't he just swing a gavel and be like, this is all useless now. We're doing a Zoom meeting. You well, know? I
3: guess like, then they could do that all the time with all sorts there, of things. And there are so yeah. many people behind it all, like, running
2: around in the behind the scenes, like, passing mm. papers and the different bills that are
3: being passed. They might have, like, important documents there, too, and stuff. I get, like, yeah, locked behind, sure. like, I a, get, like, why it would case. be
0: important, but at this point, I'm kind of like, just fucking zoom it out,
3: bros. Well, no, know? it's a good question, right? <laughs> but, like, you... It's, like, there's certain things... I could see there being some procedures and shit that they don't want to fuck with.
1: Mm-hmm. I think there's, um... With regards to them doing things, and I'm... i I'm, I'm quite confident that a family such as Justin Trudeau's or Andrew Shears can use their common sense and probably do things like this safely. It's a matter of everyone in the world thinking they have enough common sense and being able to do things safely. I read, I read an arg or not an argument, an article the other day. Like, is it okay, for example, to go on a hike with your friend if they're if they have the proper distance, you never get in each other's cars, etc. And their basic, what they said, it's not really okay because you're relying on everyone. Like, basically, you have to not do it so everyone else doesn't do it. If one person starts doing it, then we all start doing it. If that yeah, makes any it sense. it does make sense. Like, you you know in your heart you can do that properly and safely, but not everyone will. So we kind of all have
0: to not so that the dumb people I like, don't. I like to compare that to like the having fires on public property because it's like even in Vancouver and stuff you used to be able to have fires on like the beaches and stuff bonfires to hang out but it's the idiot rule like somebody always fucks it up and somebody is always irresponsible about it and someone is always not safe about it which is why they put the laws in place you can no longer have fucking public fires because Somebody ruined it for everyone. You know what I mean? Like you can't have fires on public property anymore just for the general safety of everyone, because we're making this rule for the handful of idiots it's and like instructions we have to- on stuff. Yeah, like we have to follow the rules because there are a handful of idiots that won't. And the more we don't, as you said, Brayden, we're just setting an example for other people at this point. And it's like the more I see people out, the more I'm like, even me, I'm like, oh, yeah, everything's cool today. And then I'm like, wait, no, 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 wrong.
1: Particularly in a in a pandemic, because we really are only as strong as our weakest link in this. It only mm-hmm. takes one person.
3: Ooh, so, that sounded so I presidential. mean, presidential. It
1: did. I liked
0: it. Is even your glove on? Show us, your, show us your glove. I'm not wearing. Show clothes. us your presidential <laughs> glove. Um,
1: I cr- in our last podcast, I creepily put on gloves halfway through, <laughs> through the interview. Um, that was an attempt to keep my hands out of my mouth, but I ended up looking very disturbed. <laughs> you were white, I fabric colored. gloves. I for
3: some reason, I just I didn't even. It didn't phase me. I am. Um, we this, posted a, a picture of my
1: glove use on Instagram.
0: This uh, girl on my Instagram posted a picture the other day saying, quarantine is when you restrict the movement of sick people. Tyranny is when you restrict the movement of healthy people. And I, like, commented on it being like, no, honey, like, this is a fucking pandemic. This isn't, like, a regular <laughs> Tuesday. I didn't say that, obviously, but I was very, like, cordial about it. And then her parting statement was, you're willingly giving up your civil liberties over a flu virus, but okay, you you do you. I was like, ew, what
3: the fuck? Like, Did you see the Vancouver uh, the rally? The yeah. rally. It was hashtag and the lockdown. And this guy, Dan Dix, I don't know who he is. Uh, he took a picture of himself. I'm looking at it right now. It's like a selfie. And there's like a just like a ragtag team behind him. A guy holding a sign <laughs> saying fake news. Um, a guy wearing like a flat earther shirt. And it's just, are you going to acquiesce? And I'm like, yeah, I, I watched the video
2: and they were protesting to City Hall saying that they won't listen to unlawful rules put forth by the government.
3: I they're, mean, they can do whatever they want, but they're, yeah. you know, making things harder. They just for everyone look like else.
1: entitled fucking brats. Yeah. Like, it's just some like, yeah.
3: Vancouverites.
1: I hate their fucking smug faces. <laughs> like, can you believe? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
3: They're like, we're out yeah, here. They honestly
1: look like spoiled brats to me. And, like, you're in this entitled position. Like, it's it's a luxury that you're healthy and that's great for you. And I don't know. Yeah, people <laughs> don't understand it's, just, it. like, it's a really
0: bad color. It's just like these... Radical people mean like, woo, the news, it's all wrong. The government's trying to get us. It's tyranny. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, sit down and never come out of
2: your house again. Corona is a hoax. Stay woke.
0: (laughs) People love to be the victim.
2: Hell yeah, they do.
1: Anyways, so listeners, you should visit our website where you can listen to our episodes. You can even donate to us. We really want to send our girl, Sonia, to space. Uh, she's disappeared from this episode, but um, we, we really just want to get her to space, you know? Hell yeah. Um, so this week's Absolute Unit, we have chosen Doug Ford <laughs> in, a specific, in a specific address where he wore the Conquer the COVID-19 shirt, <laughs> which he you looks so him. cute. <laughs> he looks like such a dad. Uh, I heard one um, <laughs> one uh, reporter said he looked like he came from an ACDC concert, which is accurate. Funny. Very funny. Yeah, <laughs> accurate. Uh, apparently, that shirt is from I think it's Ryan Reynolds and Haley Wickenheiser's charity, yeah, it is. or something. Anyways, but beyond the fact that like that's a nice thing to do, he looks like a dad at a barbecue, and it's very
2: charming. Yeah, he really. D- Again, he's just. Um going to pandering pandering toward the everyday man (laughs) everyday Ontario man and it's working because
1: he looks like the only reason he doesn't look like you're like kind of drunk uncle at a barbecue ever is because he's wearing a suit like that's the only thing it is it's separating. the only thing preventing him from
0: having that image
1: <laughs> so taking him out of that and putting him in the t-shirts really
0: and he was so like, he's always like a red man so he just seems yeah he's yeah, like, red he seems yeah. like he was just swinging the kids around or something yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> he always like he
1: looks like someone that's been drinking beer to me, but not yeah. in a bad way. One hundred percent. He's, like, he's got a little drinking. like gut
0: on him. Had a few yeah. beers already. He's just been gardening in the backyard on this lazy Sunday. <laughs> oh, fucking no, right. so Doug
1: Ford, due to your your admirable handling of everything and your t-shirt wearing you get absolute unit of the week um we're actually hoping that you guys the listeners can submit absolute units to us um you can do so by messaging us on our instagram at terry foxy ladies twitter and youtube um it's all the same handle at terry foxy ladies so if you have an absolute unit please uh submit it and we will perchance read it on the show and give you merch Hell and yeah. a kiss
0: and a handshake and a bow.
2: No ah! smooches!
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no smooches! No smooching allowed.
0: We are one. We're one. We're, We're one of no smooches. Stay safe,